Namaste and welcome to the Bharat Vartha Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us. I have our regular cast, Ashish Chandorkar and Shrivatsa, with me to discuss the week that was. Hey, Ashish. Hey, Vatsa. How are you guys doing? Good, Kari. So Hi. it's been yeah, it's been a really eventful week. There's plenty to discuss, uh, you know. Uh, but as usual, before that, let's talk about a few of the episodes that we put out. Uh, we did a really comprehensive deep dive on the national budget. Uh, this budget, you know, was much anticipated. Uh, we had Karan Basin, who you've heard before on multiple episodes, talking about the economy. Uh, we had Nirav, uh, of course, a banking expert, and you know, Ashish Chandorkar, your uh, favorite public policy expert as well, uh, talking through the nuances of the budget. Ashish, what were the key highlights? Yeah, a pretty good discussion. I think we covered a lot of ground, uh, not just from a reform policy standpoint but also specific provisions of the budget there was one complaint about us not covering the higher income and uh, higher tax on the uh, pf the voluntary pf parts maybe we should cover that in one of the future uh, episodes but i think largely good feedback also from people like i think even thought that it was yeah. quite comprehensive yeah. and i quite enjoyed it as well listening to karan and nirav yep uh then we did our fortnightly bharatvarta sports episode of course which whatsa hosted and we had mahek and abhishek uh, on a very thrilling and very uh, deep dive uh, discussion on the india england test series uh whatsa few of the things have turned out to be true right i mean i don't know you guys were ruining the fact that joe root was getting uh, 50s <laughs> but hasn't converted anything i think is convincingly answered you guys uh but yeah but i think abhishek and mahak both covered the fact that uh, how he played in sri lanka where he got two big hundreds we also spoke about the uncertainty regarding the pitches whether you know they'll behave how they have traditionally behaved and that clearly doesn't seem to be the case with england still batting as we speak uh so yeah uh, i think uh, quite a lot of things uh, especially our fears they're kind of coming true about this england side Well, we should thank his captaincy because people are still watching Bharat Vata while <laughs> cricket is going on. So, incipient in, 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 in captaincy to to kind of trade off for the batting. Yeah, and a word about the curator as well, right? I mean, when I think back, I mean, this is really what kills, uh, you know, mojo in Test cricket, man. I mean, those bloody flat dust bowl pitches that you know anyone. Uh, all of Jeff Boycott's mum and grandmum and everyone can bat anyone, right? Basically, so with yeah. a stick of rhubarb, <laughs> <laughs> no less. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we also had the first of our uh, long India series. Uh, you know, these are uh, conversations with people who are optimistic about India. And we spoke to Preeti Kasireddy. Preeti is a a very interesting person. She's an entrepreneur, uh, one of the early crypto evangelists as well. uh she writes quite a lot and considers herself an autodidact right she has many different interests uh what was particularly interesting about this episode is her outside in view of india right i mean she is uh, born in the us uh, she lives outside uh, of india and uh, she had a very good perspective on you know what makes india special uh, aside from the economic uh, Uh, and the growth and the prosperity that we should aspire for the fact that you know we have a very unique culture and that we are rooted in that civilizational ethos right which makes us extremely special as compared to some of the other countries out there in the west so i would highly recommend uh, you know catching that episode as well uh, if you want a healthy dose of optimism uh, for india in this decade uh, we'll be bringing you more such episodes with uh, eminent personalities talking about you know why they're optimistic 
uh, about India in the days to come. So yeah, all right, let's uh, get started. I guess uh, uh, the first piece of news uh, for this week is that uh, the RBI has given retail investors direct access to the government securities market. Uh, this makes India the third nation in the world where retail participants can directly uh, purchase uh, government uh, bonds, right? Uh, investors can directly participate in these markets through the RBI's eCuber system. Uh, the bonds can offer returns of 6% and more and can substitute the need for savings in bank fixed uh, deposits and mutual funds. Ashish, uh, Monica Halanji has spoken about this as well. The fact that, you know, uh, you know, there's no need for really banks and other financial institutions to uh, be a middleman here and cut out like two or three percentage points on uh, rate of return and so on and so forth. Uh, what do you see as a broader significance of this? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a slightly more wider thing than that. It is not just linked to a uh, higher rate of savings. I think that's, that would be like a kind of oversimplifying the whole proposition. Uh, what RBI is saying to, uh, is that the retail investors can now uh, buy government securities directly. They, we can still do that, but the, the, the market is not very liquid. I mean, the secondary market is not very liquid. So for all practical purposes today, the retail investors are shut out of this market. Uh, mainly because it's not DMAT format and so on. So now what uh, the, pro the proposal is that RBI will directly hold, re uh, I mean, uh, sorry, the retail investors can directly hold uh, accounts with R RBI for these uh, bonds. It's not just the government of India bond, but also the state government bonds, which actually pay a little higher than what GOI pays because the states have slightly higher risk uh, premium. Although those the, 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 the principle is guaranteed there as well. Now, uh, just as a comparison, let's say a five-year return, FD return on uh, SBI could be, let's say, 5.4%, while a five-year India GOI bond could yield 5.6%. So I think there'll be obviously some uh, difference there. The 10-year the bond yield right now is 6%, but of course, that should hopefully come down. That That's on the higher side post-budget uh, where the government borrowing went up. So that's probably a short-term rise, which has happened in the yields. But um, all in all, it is fairly transformational because... Uh, bulk of the na national savings can then uh, go into this, uh, not, not a bulk, but I mean, a good good part will go into this instrument, especially for, uh, you know, the older people, retired pensioners who are high net worth individuals and who do not want to take any market risk at all, uh, can easily subscribe to these bonds and basically just get an assured rate of returns. Right. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the main uh, benefit here is that this can actually open the doors to a CBDC or a central bank digital currency. Uh, when, when RBI has accounts directly with, with the, uh, for, for the, for the retail investors, uh, and the money can move effectively between those accounts directly, right? That is like the precursor to the design of, uh, like the, like a blockchain type design where, uh, th there's no intermediary per se, but of course it is central bank has the oversight because India will probably go for a government backed or government endorsed crypto or, or a digital currency and not, uh, not, not a public, uh, kind of a version of it. So, uh, uh, sorry, so not, not, not a private version of it. Sorry. So I think that is a big, uh, opportunity, which will arise if this system works well. However, uh, the implementation is a key here. This is not easy to, uh, implement. I mean, if today in the equities market, uh, we hold DMAT accounts through banks or through brokerages, right. And th that they hold intern accounts with one of the depositories NSDL or CDSL. And um, the the movement of securities happens at that level, meaning you know that is at the depository level where the, uh, the they they control that. RBI has not done anything on the retail side; it's it's a big ask. So how they implement it and what role do they give to any other intermediaries that remains to be seen. 
also issues like kyc like you know will there be like a new kyc needed or uh, you know will rbi kind of create a centralized uh, ekyc we we've been talking about centralized ekyc for a long time but it really hasn't materialized although it has become easier uh, across asset classes but uh, we still don't have a proper central uh, system there so i think some of these issues need to be resolved but uh, as you rightly said i think monica halan had a good thread on twitter about this uh, krishna hegde who's handle is positive gamma he also had a very good thread on twitter about this i would recommend uh, people who are interested to know more to read those two threads uh, on on this but quite exciting eventually what will happen is that this will force banks to become more competitive exactly. because uh, this the a lot of money will now move away from savings and fds into this uh, instrument and hence the banks will come under pressure in terms of attracting new deposits so i think it also creates healthy competition in the market and mm. uh, creates a different type of a financialization for the next uh, few years but of course uh, still i would say a couple of years before it starts but but good good uh, good thought process and good good development yeah certainly all right uh, there was quite a stir on uh, twitter last week uh, i think i have the wrong slide yeah So there was quite a stir on Twitter last week. A bunch of celebrities uh, tweeted against the farmers' protests. Uh, the incident was started by Rihanna's uh, tweet, uh, Rihanna the singer, in case you don't know, uh, which asked, uh, you know, why there wasn't why there wasn't more attention on the farmers' protests in India. Uh, this sparked a chain reaction where more international uh, celebrities jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, the foreign ministry has called these tweets uh, to quote sensationalist. uh and again to quote neither accurate nor responsible uh the government then threatened twitter with penal action for unlocking the 200 plus accounts that were earlier blocked due to a government order i think a bunch of things happened right and uh, uh it was quite uh, uh i i shouldn't say comical but i mean it was it was very interesting that uh, a bunch of people unrelated to anything happening in india right like a barbados uh, based singer right Uh, and a bunch of nfl people suddenly started caring about uh, farmers protests in india right and uh, yeah i mean obviously anyone clued in would have gotten a little suspicious of the origins of this uh, but it also i mean it was remarkable how these uh, you know uh, i'm saying this sarcastically but who knows right how these sleeper cells suddenly got activated overnight right i mean you had a bunch of these people tweeting against these farmers protests uh and such diverse range as well right from riana to mia khalifa to those uh, nfl folks um what's up what do you make of all of this what's up mute mute so two again. things happened i think one was uh, i think the the genesis of all this lies uh, in the entire tractor rally and you know everything going wrong there for a bunch of people who called themselves uh, farmers and protesters so their reputation uh, took a beating with that and uh, somewhere uh, you know the core discussion always should have been and the government has always tried to keep it at that which is that tell us what is wrong with the farm laws what is not acceptable and we'll talk whereas the stand of you know the farmers from a couple of states has been first repeal the laws then we'll talk uh and with the entire you know violence and uh, all the things that happened on republic day uh, they lost whatever sympathy they had and uh, they were kind of losing focus so uh, what has happened is uh, you know uh, some of these celebrities abroad and there is a document 
you know that is still publicly available a deck with you know the detailed action plan and so on for 26th of jan and subsequently uh has become public and it clearly called on uh, specific celebrities including rihana with details on what they would tweet and uh, subsequently what happened uh, is that uh, you know the indian government has again tried to bring back the attention to the core issue which is that yes we've made these new laws and there is disagreement you know between what you think the law should be and what we pass so let's talk iron out the differences go through the laws clause by clause if needed and then we'll resolve this amicably and that is what happened uh, you know with a lot of celebrities from india coming in and if you look at you know all the tweets they're all conveying the same message which is that uh, in a in a democracy there will always be differences hence uh, you know let's talk let's resolve this internally uh, and if needed the laws can be reworked uh, but uh, unfortunately uh, you know there were some politicians and uh, some other folks uh, liberals and so on who've chosen to attack the celebrities who are giving a fairly unifying message in the sense that you know our differences whatever they may be can be resolved through dialogue however uh, you know they've been called all sorts of names uh, which which i think is unfair you know especially when you have people with no in, no skin in the game uh, such as uh, you know the pictures you have put in uh, if they can talk about things being wrong then why can't someone who's a taxpayer in india who's skin in the game uh, offer constructive suggestions yeah uh speaking of the toolkit the indian police officials are actually investigating this uh, you know uh, so for again for those of you who may not have uh, clued into this uh, greta thunberg tweeted out a document that contained details on how to carry out these farmers protests uh, the document in fact encouraged protesters to set up camps outside indian uh, embassies abroad tag the tag the prime minister the agriculture minister narendra singh tomar ji uh, and so on Uh, the document also called the rss bjp as a fascist ruling party and stated that uh, again to quote international pressure was of uh, paramount importance uh, the toolkit was reported by the police to have been created by a pro khalistani group as uh, known as uh, the poetic justice foundation right uh, and we had a bunch of our own celebrities tweeting against this right uh, so in uh a response to this right so uh this was done under two hashtags hashtag india against propaganda and hashtag india together a long list of officials uh, including amit shah uh, nirmala sitaraman smriti irani g kishan reddy and more used these hashtags to speak up against the international propaganda uh, the common perspective was that international celebrities can be spectators but not participants Uh, several film and sports personalities uh, use this hashtag to echo the stand a uh, few of them are akshay kumar ekta kapoor lata mangeshkar sachin tendulkar and more uh, ashish your comments yeah i think uh, the uh, what what came out was that government had a very strong response clearly some of it was coordinated uh, the external affairs minister s jayashankar actually went on record yesterday saying that He he hinted that maybe Rihanna was not the only one who was supposed to tweet this. So he kind of hinted that there was a reason the uh, the EA, the EAM uh, uh, reacted the way it reacted. 
uh, there was some criticism of their reaction also saying it was an overreaction to one single tweet by Rihanna and so on so but he kind of made it very clear that uh, you know it wasn't uh, 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 it wasn't potentially one tweet it could have been a bigger kind of a pr exercise and then the print carried out a very interesting story saying Rihanna was paid uh, a substantial sum i think about 18 crore rupees in indian currency uh, equivalent of indian currency so uh, i think it was a uh, I, overall i mean the what came out was that indian indian celebrities will uh, you know kind of counter and the government has a muscle to uh, blunt the pr and uh, unfortunately i i also feel that the the, the pr exercise on the western side did not pick up the right celebrities i mean none of these folks are very uh, widely known um and uh, widely relevant in india especially like nfl folks tweeting about this was the completely uh, random so um uh, yeah i think uh, it's, it's a battle of social media pr basically and let's see where it goes but i think uh, it has set the tone uh, that indian uh, narrative cannot be and should not be influenced by westerners and i think this this will continue i mean this may not be a one off incident this may actually continue to happen in the future also Yeah no i think it's a meaningful first step right i mean it's uh, uh it's amazing that the government recognized the need to respond to this and the mea statement as well was pretty strongly worded uh, so on many fronts i think i would consider this a positive step the fact that we recognized this and responded to it of course i mean as we discussed uh, you know in an episode yesterday uh, that you know this will have to go further into actual policy lobbying etc etc uh but i i feel that this is a meaningful first step all right let's uh, move on to another piece of news so uh, february 4th marked the 99th anniversary of the chauri chaura incident uh the incident took place in 1922 and was initially part of the non cooperation movement uh this protest was targeted against high fruit prices and liquor sales uh in the marketplace uh the protest turned violent as police were ordered to fire Uh, on the crowd killing three people as police fell back to the station an angry mob set it ablaze killing 23 policemen gandhi ji went on a five day fast after the incident and called off the non cooperation movement uh, on a na- national level he was then arrested a few months later what's up we're talking about protests uh, you know how does uh, this compare to what you see happening today yeah so i mean this is uh, quite different in the sense it's part of a real nationwide stir and not you know restricted to one or two areas in the country uh so as you as you briefly mentioned uh, this was part of the non cooperation movement uh and uh, what what happened was uh, there there were uh, volunteers uh you know satyagrahis as they were called and uh, they they organized a non violent protest against uh, you know some of the acts like the rowlet act and they didn't want indians to consume uh, goods that were made abroad especially clothes so mahatma gandhi had a 20 point program uh, in in terms of the non cooperation movement uh, the the other uh, thing with this whole non cooperation movement and at least i was not aware of it till quite recently is that uh, there were volunteers who would con- who were kind of uh, designed to control the mobs uh, you know mobs is probably a wrong word but the crowds that took took part uh, in these movements and uh, everyone who took part in these movements was uh, expected to silently obey uh, you know and follow discipline uh, and not indulge in violence which clearly did not happen in chauri chaura so uh, as you mentioned what happened was uh, that you know police 
took matters in their ho- uh, own hands and used excessive force so shots were fired in the air uh, uh, and uh, you know the the uh, crowd started pelting the police with uh, with stones and bricks uh, eventually they ra- ran out of ammo and retreated to a police station and it was this police station that was uh, burnt uh, by by the crowd uh, using kerosene and 23 policemen died uh, the the trial that took place after this is is interesting uh, in terms of it it was almost uh, in today's world you would look at it almost as a farcical trial in the sense that there was one approver uh, called meer shikari on whose uh, testimony around 172 people were initially sentenced to death uh, and uh, there was and he himself was part of you know the violence and no questions were asked or nor was his uh, you know testimony ever analyzed critically and uh, the, there's actually a book on this written by shahid amin uh, it's it's a fascinating read uh, where he talks about you know the testimony in a lot of detail the holes that were there in the testimony and how the testimony was used to uh, kind of extract revenge on his competitors or people he saw as threats uh so uh, uh in the sense uh, and you know the the thing is uh, at least we've been told that the british were uh, had a had have left us a legal system that applied rules consistently uh, they may not have done it fairly but they have definitely applied it consistently but that does not seem to be the case especially in this particular instance uh, now of the 172 people who were initially sentenced to death only 19 were finally sentenced to death uh, and in no small part due to the efforts of pandit madan mohan malviya who uh, you know who's also known for co-founding the banaras university uh, so in the end uh, only 19 people who were seen as the main sort of conspirators were sentenced to death and the rest uh, had commuted sentences or were uh, were acquitted so a uh, very uh, important a uh, movement a uh, moment in india's history because after this the non cooperation movement was suspended and uh, also uh, i think if you if you were to look at it uh, you know compare it to today's uh, events it 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 shows that it's not really easy to uh, you know have a large scale movement which cannot turn violent so uh, hence uh, hence the importance of a state especially in a democracy having uh, you know a monopoly on violence uh, by which such incidents do not turn really violent and and peace is maintained uh, in in society right so uh, i think there is another piece of news that uh, we had to talk about which is uh, uh, the fact that the indian government warned uh, twitter over lifting a block on uh, accounts and there's a non compliance of order related to that right so india issued a notice to twitter warning that the social media platform had to comply with the uh, new delhi's order to block accounts and content related to a protest by farmers right uh, and to quote assume the uh, to quote not assume the role of a court and justify non compliance uh, i think this is also like it has a broader significance as well right i mean uh, what do you make of this ashish 
Yeah, I think the issue here is that uh, the government issued an order to a platform and they refused to do to comply with it, uh, citing their international platform rules. So there's a clear clash between the platform's interpretation of their terms of service and their rules, whatever they are. I mean, not going into the the uh, the, the fairness of them, but uh, versus what a government is asking. So I think this is going to lead to a flashpoint. In fact, just this morning. Uh, there was a news that the head of pub, uh, public policy of Twitter in India has actually quit. So it seems like uh, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the there's certainly going to be a show, showdown between the government and some of these platforms, mainly Twitter. I mean, uh, Google and Facebook probably have not been uh, that much into a controversy in India. I mean, of course, Facebook had a different controversy uh, with the Cambridge Analytica thing, which kind of they, they work to quell it. But uh, the whole Twitter thing is going to come to... Uh, Come, 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 come to like a a, a big uh, controversy very, very soon. Uh, whether whether Indian government picks it up or some other government does it, we don't know. But uh, the the fact is that how will these platform global rules clash with let's say the local rules of the government uh, in whatever country they're operating? Like for example, Poland has already done something to make sure that uh, these platforms cannot override the national uh, rules what the government formulates. I think Uganda had an issue uh, for their election as well, where they just blocked some of these uh, properties until the election because they thought that the politicians were misusing uh, the the uh, the power of the platforms. So I think the same is going to happen in India at some point, whether there'll be some kind of an agreement which they reach or whether uh, they, they, they do more like an agreement with Indian government to follow Indian rules or the Indian government bans them or takes a legal action or puts a financial penalty. All options, I guess, are on the table. Right and uh, seems like a fairly complex situation, but something has to come to uh, something has to be done about it to kind of come to an agreement to let the business work uh, in in India, where the positive parts of the platforms are uh, amplified and used. Yeah, no, I mean we still call it a platform, but I think it's moved beyond a platform, right? It's become some sort of a supranational entity, almost like a quasi United Nations, right? Uh, where they're you know becoming an arbiter on. Uh, matters that are of uh, superb con consequence, right? I mean, it's like uh, international consequence, right? Between nations and so on. Uh, and, you know, this is on Twitter, really. I mean, I have no love lost for them uh, because uh, really they should have been with proactive with uh, regulators early on, but they didn't. And they instead chose to pick sides. And now the sad thing for them is that either side thinks that they're on the opposite end, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to see plenty of regulation uh, almost a clampdown of Twitter, I would say. And uh, this also, I think, uh, sides with the fact that we need to develop our own Atmanirbar capabilities, platform, infrastructure, services, everything, right? Uh, which I think plenty of people uh, have been alluding to as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's that? Do you have any comments? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, see, the platform cannot be, you know, like what Parler was, which is where they said that anything goes. But at the same time, uh, if platforms are censoring, you know, in the interest of society and so on, the mechanism should be fairly transparent, which is not the case either with Twitter or Facebook or any of those. So I think the easiest thing for them would be to kind of open source their algorithm or the mechanism or, you know, they have a big army of fact checkers and so on. So what, what are the policies if, if that becomes public and is open to criticism and so on? Yeah. I, I think uh, things will improve. Uh, otherwise, if they keep their side a black box and expect governments to be open and transparent, it's really not going to work. No, absolutely. 
absolutely and i think uh, yeah as okay i mean the thing there's plenty that we can cover on this we should probably take it up in a different podcast altogether right yeah. uh so you know starting this week we're going to highlight some of the comments that we received from you guys uh, thank you so much for all of your love and support you know over the last uh, week i mean we've received uh, hundreds of comments uh, on various social platforms uh, you know uh, telling us you know how much you appreciate the content that we put out and uh, we're taking note of all of this thank you so much again you know these are few of the comments uh, ashish what's a what is your favorite pick yeah i mean pretty interesting set of comments which came in uh, i think quite grateful and thankful to people who have been listening regularly i, I know we we have a fairly uh, stable uh, staple audience which which always tunes into all the all the episodes uh i think the discussion on the shivaru thread on on what is a, like shiva had asked a question what is your favorite podcast and a lot of people responded good suggestions actually in the in that thread uh, it's not not just bharat vartha but a lot of good options came came through so i would encourage people to read that uh, thread uh, you see one of the responses there from bharat uh, and from sub zero responded to shiv also nilesh's tweet so i think that was a thread basically and uh, good good uh, good good uh, names came in, in 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 response to what shiva asked yeah so i think uh, my favorite was a couple of comments right there you see by sudan shu singh uh, saying that you know we don't have enough subscribers for the for the type of uh, content and the quality of content that we put out well uh, guys uh, it's a request to all of you who are watching if you think our content is really good please go ahead and you know talk to your friends about it and share our content with them and uh, maybe get us more subscribers so we can reach a wider audience all right moving on uh, we have a couple of episodes coming up uh, we recorded one episode yesterday which will be put out on uh, perhaps uh, tuesday next week uh, on how the biden how uh, uh, how we will fare in the biden administration right so how india us relationship uh, will change uh, so we are also look at the historical precedents in terms of you know have uh, democrats or republicans treated india differently right uh, and we also have another episode a follow up coming up on the india and the foreign press episode which was actually uh, very well liked and you know quite popular as well so we'll probably have richard sharma back again talking about a few of the things that have happened over the last week especially ashish what's up anything else before we sign off we look forward to the indian batting i, I suppose rohit has already <laughs> got out so it needs a pujara yeah. master class now to basically not lose this test match yeah i think growth will play That's as a bowling all rounder growth will play as a bowling all rounder all rounder next match for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that's it uh, so that's a wrap from us thank you again for choosing to skip the news and watch the weekly uh, you know we appreciate your joining us and hopefully we'll see you again next week until next week from all of us here stay safe take care and jai hind